Hello, welcome to episode three of Across the Divide. My name is Ashley Lawrence and I'm here with my brother, Ricky Lawrence. Yep, still here. Uh, episode three. Yes, um, a good weekend for, well, we obviously played on the Monday, but a good weekend for both of us. Yeah, two good results. So we mentioned last week that you're going away and you are now in sunny Spain. So I'm always interested in uh, the experience of watching your team abroad. So what was it like for you last night? Um, so I hate watching any football really, but especially Arsenal in pub, sports bar, whatever. I just I just can't. So I watched the game with my mum. Um, <laughs> who obviously knows. Who obviously, yeah. Um, I feel bad for, for my mum and your mum, being the same person, uh, yeah. when watching football because I just give her those glares. And it used to be shouting <laughs> at her. It used to be shouting at her. Then I was like, mum, please. And now it's just the glares when someone shot last night for Crystal Palace and it must have gone about 30 yards wide, but she still yelped like it was heading for the top corner. Um, actually, my wife semi-watched the first half and my children wouldn't go to bed, so they watched the first five minutes. They were restricted to five minutes, but it was a really, really stressful 90 minutes, I guess, because just when we felt like, okay, we've got control of this game and probably go on and score another or at least keep them at arm's length. We obviously had the red card. And then it was just, you know, watching from behind the pillow sort of stuff for the for the last half an hour. But um, no, I was, I was uh, yeah, like I said, just watching with my mum. No one else to distract me. And we just about just about went to bed happy. And I did say that my highlight of the holiday now is Martin Odegaard's penalty, which didn't go down too well with my wife. But um, yeah, hopefully uh, something will, will top it before I fly home. Maybe Saturday's game. <laughs> I fully uh, understand your, your perspective on that. The thing I always say about football, this is a more general point, right? When people say, oh, wasn't it the best day of your life when you got married or when you had kids? But all right, when you have kids, yeah, um, you don't necessarily know that everything's going to go to plan. But barring something really extraordinary on your wedding day, you kind of know how it's all going to run. But no person in the entire world ever knows how a football game is going to pan out apart from maybe Lucas Paqueta. Um, and so it's always going to be better. Even if it's a relatively routine 1-0 win away at Crystal Palace with a penalty, when Odegaard scores that penalty, as an Arsenal fan, that's way more exciting than going yeah, swimming with... Than my wedding going, day, which ironically... Than your wedding day. Going swimming with your kids, you know, going out for a meal. They're all so predictable. Yeah. Yeah, throw a three-year-old that won't sit still into the mix and it changes slightly. But um, we did actually play our Crystal Palace away on my wedding day. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. You won. Yeah, we did win 2-1. Two, 2-1, one, two, one, two, one. I okay. think maybe, yeah. I know Giroud scored a really good goal. Uh, but I actually remember as it's about to enter the room, uh, one of the guests of the wedding, who's a big Arsenal fan, did uh, he confirmed the final score to me, um, mm. which was nice. Um but yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, I definitely see your point. And your wife does listen to this podcast, whereas mine doesn't. So it's much easier for me uh, to say that than you. You listened to the first one. I don't think she got around okay. to last week's yet. Yeah, I um, don't think she's alone. She, no, but she, <laughs> we're not doing it for the audience. We're doing it for ourselves. Um, but but I honestly, I'll happily say this in public. Like, I, I love my family. 
I, you know, they've given me some very, very, very special moments. But I know what's going to happen most of the time. And if something unexpected happens, it's normally not something good. That's definitely fair. So, like, I, you know, I love going on family holidays, but on the rare occasion that they coincide with Spurs games, the, if Spurs win, that's going to be the highlight of my day. And if it's a big game, maybe the highlight of my holiday. Um, yeah. Yeah. Funnily enough, so, so I, I mentioned I watched the game. Um, so we're, we're, I'm, I'm staying in a flat in Spain and um, I was able to watch the game from here. And this this links in nice because we actually watched an Arsenal game here together. Yeah. Um, going back 2009. Yeah. Arsenal played Manchester United away um, at Old Trafford. And I generally... Um, a much calmer, much, much calmer watching a game in the stadium. I don't know what it is. I think I, most I actually, people are. Yeah. yeah. I actually spoke about this with someone very recently and he was very surprised. And I said, I think I've got everyone else to do my shouting. I've got everyone else to, you know, scream at the referee or, you know, jump, not jump off their feet when someone, something good happens. Cause that's one of the nice things, but you know, get annoyed at a substitution or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone else can do that for me. Um, generally it's, you know, misplaced pass. Everyone will moan and you, you know, but when I'm at home, I feel what it is. I don't know what it is. I'm far more nervous, and I guess I, you know, I, I do all of that. And um, and anyway, so back in 2009, Sharvin, Andre Sharvin scored an absolutely fantastic goal for Arsenal. We're one and up at Old Trafford. This is, I think, it was the bank holiday in August, and I think uh, Abu Diaby scored an own goal for Man United. I think ahead, maybe level. Anyway. I did happen to knock over a glass, obviously completely accidentally. I mean, that's none of that's true, but go on. Well, I knocked over a glass, that is true. You knocked over a glass, but you didn't happen to, and it wasn't accidental. Yeah. Um, and obviously the glass didn't just, you know, break into a couple of pieces. It broke into about as many pieces as it possibly could, which was, uh, yeah, not great. Our dad was there. He was not happy. Um, and it, took me I, I know i actually think that was the equalizer and then whilst i was on the floor yes the rest of the glass that's exactly what Man united scored again and correct yeah that really did add salt to the wound yeah it was amazing um i don't know if that was the same holiday no i think that was a different one we also were there when spurs conceded a last minute winner to middlesbrough away that sticks in my mind as well. But it wasn't on TV. We were watching Soccer Saturday, so it wasn't quite as horrible to experience. But yeah, so it, and, it was... It and was there was more heartbreak on that holiday because that was when Oasis split up. Yeah, that's right. Oasis split up. Yeah. And uh, we watched Sergio Aguero play for Atletico Madrid against Malaga live in the flesh. Not just, I'm not just talking about <laughs> random game we watched on TV. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. You, you went to... Do we yeah, do, sorry. Do we no. Sorry, you want to make a point first. No, well, no, I wanted to. I want to let's cover off the Arsenal game. Fine. Okay. I watched the whole Arsenal game last night as well, and I try not to do that if I can avoid it. Well, okay. So I have a very clear approach. I shouldn't tell. I shouldn't say this publicly because Arsenal will adapt their style of play to to, <laughs> to make it more annoying for me. Basically, if Arsenal are playing a game, I expect them to win. I will watch until they go more than one goal up and then I'll stop. So obviously yesterday that meant I watched the whole game. 
because you were never more than one goal up. Um, and so I watched the entire game and I thought it was fairly unremarkable and very annoying to watch because Crystal Palace didn't really threaten at any point. And I'm sure you probably felt differently watching it as an Arsenal fan, but they just didn't. They just did not threaten at all. Just some like lots and lots of crosses and some very half-hearted penalty appeals, let's be honest. Um, and so that was very frustrating. But even more frustrating, and this is not an Arsenal-specific point, this is just watching football in 2023 uh, at a high level. Um, the, the, the endless VAR stuff, and I, I appreciate it's not a new point because we're now in the fifth season of VAR and it is still the worst thing ever. But um, there's always new things. There's always new stupid things with VAR, right? So this is this is the point I wanted to make. So obviously Tommy Asu gets the red card for two very soft yellow cards, whatever. I'm I'm completely on board with them trying to count down on time wasting. And if, if you have to kind of um, break a few eggs to make the omelet, then so be it. But then you get people moaning on Twitter that his second yellow should have been overturned and why can't they review second yellows? The reason they can't review second yellows is because it will never end. If you start allowing second yellows to be reviewed, then you have to allow first yellows to be reviewed. Then you have to allow every single foul to be reviewed. Before you know it, the entire, every single decision a referee makes will be reviewed. Because if you decide his second yellow is fine, but his first yellow half an hour earlier wasn't fine, then what? Do you review that? Do you change that? The problem is not additional reviews. You have to stop. You have to go back the other way. Like, we've been indoctrinated, and people whose opinions I value are saying, oh, yeah, we just need to review second yellows now, and it will all be all right. Just stop. Just don't review anything. Honestly, we we really, as a society, need to acknowledge VAR is bad. And that's that was the thing that, that, that I really, really, really wanted to express after yesterday's game. I, I used to think it was strange when podcasts started filming them. and now. Just from sitting here, I know why. Because if only people could see the anguish on your face when you, when you, when you sit there and um, well, rant about when VAR. And I think if I could turn this podcast into anything else, it would be a podcast solely with the intention of of stopping and getting rid of VAR. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know we're on the same page, so we're not going to disagree. And just to be clear, this is not about Tommy Asu's red card or Arsenal or anything. It's just. We need to all take a step back and realise the road that we are seemingly hurtling down at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, well, I whilst I didn't think his second yellow card was a yellow card, actually, I know yeah, yeah, the first maybe, one. maybe it wasn't. Yeah, maybe it wasn't a yellow card. I, yeah, well, yeah, I think he barely touched him. Basically, and I think, yeah, um, you know, he would. It was similar. I think. I think he would. It wouldn't be a penalty for that. So therefore, you can't, you know, he wouldn't give a free kick, and I don't know the the, free, the penalty that we did get. Roy Hodgson was moaning about the fact that it should have been a free kick for party yeah, holding. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. Lerma, which again would never have been a penalty. Um, if it if that if it was party being held like that for yeah. Lerma uh, by Lerma, then it would never be a penalty. Um, yeah. Or or if it was Roy Hodgson would moan about it. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I, I said uh, to my dad, who obviously again is is your dad, who actually came in for the last five minutes of the game. 
that is a weird really, yeah and i had to really really try just just tell myself to be patient because i knew he was there semi to wind me up um and i told him about an axe to grind the reason i don't like roy hodgson is i think one of the reasons oh, i've got like quite a lot of reasons yeah well, one of the reasons is because we actually went to the euros in 2016 and we were always going to watch the winner of france versus whoever winner of england versus iceland and obviously yeah. thinking okay great we're going to watch england versus iceland, uh, england versus france in paris france. and it will be uh yeah and it will be absolutely amazing but uh yeah sadly that that didn't quite materialize but um yeah i think it was even sorry i know we're going way 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 off, off on many details but that was even worse for me and our other brother darren um and our father actually because we were there the weekend before and we watched the england iceland game under the eiffel tower on a big screen um so we had the full miserable experience Yes. But yeah, sorry. Do you consider? Uh, I mean, no, Roy, Roy Hodgson is one of my least favourite people in football just because <laughs> he was so bad as England manager. Yeah. Maybe this is a nice link into the Tottenham game as I've seen a lot of disagreement over the Man United penalty. Oh, so, right. Yeah. And um, I was. Uh... Okay. There are going to be, a, have to be a lot more decisions given to the favour Spurs over Manchester United before I'm going to feel even an ounce of guilt. <laughs> have, they, the num- have they had any famous decisions go, no. uh, go their way? No, no. The, the the Roy Carroll one is obviously the most famous one, but Nanny stopped the ball with his hands, got back up and scored, and the ref gave it. I, I mean, honestly, there's, there's no words. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was so I was at the game, and so I didn't I didn't have any understanding of what Romero was. It was supposed to have done until I saw it afterwards. And all I saw a flurry of WhatsApp messages going, this is definitely going to be a penalty. So I prepared myself for the worst. And then by some miracle, they decided that uh, they were going to let us get away with one for once. Um, what I do think, just to be completely honest, is that the one that people are saying we should have got when Martinez fouled Romero, I don't think was a penalty. So, yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't think either were penalties. Oh, you don't think the Romero one was a penalty? No, I don't. I I think... That's interesting. It's very close to him. I haven't seen it. I I, I watched the game live, and I did see it at the time. But my general rule is... I I don't think most handballs should be... Yes, exactly. I I, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think there are a lot that should be, of course. But when someone's smashing the ball at you from point blank range... This is another another aspect of it. I I, I, I think that has got better so far this season. Yeah, I think it has, but is that, is that coincidence? Like, have they actually decided to be more common, like, apply more common sense? Because, yeah, I think most handballs aren't handballs, but I was, I've been so conditioned by the amount of penalties that do get given that I was very, very surprised when I saw it back and, and saw that it hadn't been given. But, yeah, ideally, handballs should be when someone intentionally puts their hand towards the ball and not from, like, a metre away, which is roughly the distance Romero was, like, actually you know makes an effort to block the ball with their hand and that so rarely happens but it's just another let's slow everything down and watch and yeah anyway so before before we turn to ref watch yeah i know i was being back at the uh the tottenham hotspur white hart lane stadium (laughs) the tottenham hotspur white hart lane stadium um which it continues to be known as because um for some reason we can't find the only football club in the history of the universe that can't sell 
naming rights to a stadium. It's quite impressive. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it, but um, I, I loved it. It was easily the most enjoyable um, home game that we've had um, in a long time. Um, probably going back to, funnily enough, the last time Arsenal had a player sent off, which I couldn't believe was um, North London derby of two seasons ago. Um, that was probably the only recent-ish game at home that's compared to that in terms of enjoyment. Um, and yeah, it was it was amazing. It was brilliant. Uh, even at half-time when it was nil-nil, I was already having a great time. Um, and I, I don't think I have anything particularly new to say on, on as to why that is. Like Spurs just played really good football. Well, sorry, Spurs played a lot better football than we've been used to in the last four years. And they had new players who looked like they had new ideas. And um, the manager made good decisions and the crowd were happy. And all of those things were novel. Is that good decisions to start the place you started? Substitutions? Everything. Everything. Uh, what One of the things I really liked, which I, I really didn't expect to say this, is that he brought on Hoiberg at the end. Because that is symbolic of an approach that basically says every player has a role to play if they buy in. And it doesn't matter what their role was previously or whether they've been tainted by association with previous regimes. At that particular moment, Pierre-Emil Hoiberg was the best player to bring on. So that's who he brought on. Same with Perisic. Um, same with Ben Davis, who obviously ended up having a key role in the in the second goal. Um, he, he seems to judge every player purely on his merits. And that's really, really exciting because players like Hoiberg, who's been kind of really kind of maligned, because he was seen as like the centre of this really dull um, style of play. Now, actually, you think, well, yeah, he probably probably can play a role if he sticks around, um, then, and that's great. So, yeah, it's a bit of a random thing to pick out as a highlight, but I did really appreciate that sub. And um, so yeah, the highlight of your two-nil victory yes. against United was yeah, yeah, excellent. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. there were many in the stadium that felt the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you should have heard the cheer when Pierre Hoiberg came on. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think it was just it was just really really positive. So, as with the two previous podcasts, we have picked a a game between Spurs and Arsenal uh, at random. Well, the last one was no, no, it's not a random. The last one was a random. Yeah, the first one wasn't, and today's is not either. Um, we no. are going back to two thousand and seven. Yeah. So we discussed this before we start recording. My logic for this is I quite like the idea of it being sort of roughly the same time of year, like the, 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 that we're recording, that the game happens, if if that's possible, from week to week. Yeah, I mean it, this one was in September, but the other, the only other games were August. One was the Charity Shield, and <laughs> the other two weren't worth going back to. So we may struggle when we get to September, but um, let's cross that bridge. As and when? No, no, because I think we norm almost we quite regularly. Yeah, play I, yeah, I did think I did think that um, this year again being being the case, as mm. we play in uh, almost exactly a month. So we're going to the fifteenth September two thousand and seven. Tottenham one, Arsenal three. Um, a game that lives long in the memory for myself. Maybe not so much for you, but what I. There's a few things that I vividly remember from this game. Um, I went with 
two of my friends, Rob and Michael. And I remember I stood next to one of them in the first half and they, the two of them swapped in the second. And Gareth Bale put you one nil up yep. with a free kick before it would he have was... Been, yeah, it would have been one of his first games for Spurs. Yeah, it was before he, he was Gareth just... Bale that he is now. That's for first, sure. It was first home goal for I us. Do, I yeah, I think it was, yeah. And my, yeah, maybe it was first goal. Maybe it was his first home goal. Um, but it was when we were we were we were pretty we were pretty good then, and that was the year I believe we went on to we had a title run, um, and I think it was a season of Eduardo's. Yeah, I was going to say that was the Eduardo and the William Callas. Yeah, yeah. So um, then we equalised through Adebayor, um, and then in, then there was a, it was a very dramatic game. Darren Bent missed an absolutely fantastic chance. I think he went through on goal and put one wide. Um, now I don't remember 100% which side of Cesc Fabregas scoring that was, whether it was the... Um... Well, I can tell you because Bent came on in the 82nd minute and Fabregas scored in the 80th. So I was going to say, no, I can... After. I... Yes, it was. Um, yeah, we were actually, I can see now, we were 2-1 up when Darren Bent had that chance. Fabregas scored an absolutely fantastic goal. Um, but obviously it was a Northam derby. We were incredibly nervous. And then Adebayor scored just an unbelievable goal to make it 3-1, the 94th minute. And I just remember this rush of fans hurtling down the stairs of White Hart Lane. Um, I still can see my friend's face, Rob. Um, I think as either the second or the third went in. It was just pandemonium. And the other memory that really sticks out is I've, I never, ever, ever understood, whilst you should be able to wear what you want to, to stadiums, Regardless if you were playing, I've never understood why Arsenal fans wear colours at Spurs. Um, it just seems like an unnecessary risk to take. There are people that will go out looking for trouble, etc., etc. And my friend Michael was wearing an Arsenal shirt. And before we got out of the ground, he stuck it down his trousers to blend in with the with everyone, really. And we were walking. I mean, in if, and... if he if he was shirtless, I'm not sure how much he would have blended. No, in. he had a yeah. No, he had it. Oh, that was it was in September, so it might have been. In fact, it was a very hot day, but he had another garment. And um, and then suddenly he was like, Ricky, Ricky, and uh, he pulled his shirt from out of his trousers in a shop window, like a to take cover, and he pulled out his trousers and shoved it back in again because um, it was coming out. And as he looked up, there was just a group of Spurs fans inside the restaurant or cafe or whatever it was that he was in. And uh, he managed to make make a quick escape without anyone realising. Um, but uh, it was one of, one of those memories that at the time seemed very scary, but uh, we, we, we got away with it and we continued to our walk to the car and enjoyed every second of that day, I would say. Well, from when we went to one up. Yeah, I didn't enjoy anything after the first half i mean it's really funny because i think there's there's it's it's kind of this weird like preamble to the gareth bale story where he turned up and obviously he he didn't win a game for a long time but even in that early period he scored some really good goals um he's already scored at fulham away before this game and then he scored a free kick in this game um but yeah then unfortunately the uh, rest of that game didn't go our way, despite the fact that our front, our forward line was Berbatov, Bale, Keane, which I mean, <laughs> that looks pretty good on paper. Not bad. Yeah. 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 Although, you know, the back four, maybe not so much. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I, I do remember Adebayor's, um 
sensational third Arsenal's third goal. Um, yeah, I do remember seeing that and obviously all hope immediately being lost. Um, so yeah, that North London derby game, not so fond a memory for me as it was for you. Sounds like you really enjoyed it though, which I'm happy for, I suppose. Um, this weekend, you've got Fulham at home. Yeah, we've got Fulham. I won't be there. I'll still be in Spain. So I'll be watching that one with our parents, maybe my children, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Excellent. Sounds like the perfect viewing environment. And I will be watching um, Spurs take on Bournemouth, sadly, from the comfort of my sofa uh, on Saturday early afternoon. Uh, And we shall reconvene next week to see how both of those games have panned out. Lovely. So thanks again, Ricky. Uh, we're, we're we're pretty much in the swing of things now. We're, you know, this is a this is really easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, have a fantastic rest of your holiday. Thanks very much, Barry. And uh, we'll speak again next week. Lovely. Bye, everyone.